0: We are super excited today. We have our first official guest on the Internship Podcast. Uh, Derek Scott is his name. He is a lawyer. Um, He was on The Rock's NBC Titan Games as a finalist, Uh, super athlete, entrepreneur with Scott Health and Fitness, uh, pro MMA fighter, um, college athlete in swimming and diving, world record holder for most backflips on a Swiss ball. Um, and most recently, Derek, I noticed that you are diving in maybe to acting a little bit. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah. You know what's funny is I've had um, a couple of different acting acting gigs now, and I do not hold myself out to be an actor, but um, we just shot a proof of concept for a biopic about John L. Sullivan, who was the first gloved heavyweight champion of the world, um, and it's a period piece, which is also anybody who's in the film industry knows is is difficult to do. Um, and I was blessed to work on that project with both my brothers, which was unbelievable. And, uh, not to put anything out there that, that, um, not to violate any NDAs or anything that I can't talk about yet, but that piece has now had a couple different, um, acceptances as far as film fe- festivals go. And then it has also, um, we're in talks now with um, some very cool and big people. So we'll we'll see what happens with it.
0: I actually saw that clip. Uh, I watched that. I think your brother had posted it to his social. I I watched Mm -hmm. the clip um, and it was phenomenal uh, production value. So I was curious kind of around, you know, how you guys got involved with that and, I know we don't have to dive too far into all this stuff, but I was curious about it. And that's one thing I wanted to ask you about
1: today. Yeah. You know, what's funny is that I, I think by virtue of doing cool things, you get access to more cool things. Um, and a lot of people talk to me about celebrating victories or et cetera, et cetera. And um, for me, when I've done a cool thing, I, I always relish in the moment of of the victory or the lesson or whatever it may be. And then move on because doing a thing is just the it's, it's, it's the entrance or the prerequisite to doing more cool things. Um, so, you know, we've been blessed in that we're, we've done some professional fighting. Um, we've done enough that people kind of know who we are now we set Guinness world records. Um, so because of that, um, people kind of reach out to us and they know that, that, um, right. I am a, a decorated, um, speaker, right. And I, I've been, uh, decorated as an advocate as well. So people know that I can at least you know, speak in front of a courtroom, speak in front of people, do some public speaking. I've done public speaking now to the Big Twelve. I've done it to uh, multiple charitable organizations, so people know that I can do that. So those those characteristics also lend themselves well to to being an actor, um, or being in film and and doing things of that nature. So that's kind of how it all wound up, and we fortuitously uh, knew the director. Um, the director worked his nine to five with my brothers, um, and was on one of their teams. And Sean just. Fortuitously fits the bill extremely well for the the, the person who is the focus of that biopic, and then it, you know it just kind of all fortuitously came together.
2: Yeah, very cool, very cool, Derek. Uh, and so it sounds like we got a lot of ground to cover here. Um, just to give you kind of a, a little insight, the purpose of our podcast is for young professionals to learn from our stories and our guest stories and any experiences they've had. Right. Yep. So anything from your biggest successes to your worst failures, we want them to understand that. You know, in a time where they don't know what the fuck they're going to do with their life, they're going to figure out, but it not might not necessarily be that linear path that people think about. So first thing I want to talk about just as a whole, right, I think we're going to we're going to jump back into the, the health and fitness, why it's important in, um, you know, in work, in school, social life and elsewhere. But uh, but give us an overview. Right. Give us your story your trials your tribulations and how it got you to where you are today
1: yeah so i guess i would say my biggest success and my biggest failure from a from a young business individual standpoint is the same thing so my business my biggest success is that i tried a lot of different things quickly and um i figured out some of the stuff that i didn't want to do and i figured out some of the stuff that i definitely did want to do um so for me when it comes to business opportunities you, the more shots that you shoot, the better chance you have of success, right? So what I would say to a young business professional is to shoot a lot of different shots and then to wed that into the health and wellness aspect, your health, your wellness, your business success, your, your relationships, everything is a web. It's all interconnected. And if at any point you don't take care of yourself physically, your business, your health, I- your relationships, it, it's all going to suffer, Right. So everything is always interconnected. So by virtue of being healthy, being strong, having some movement that you enjoy, paying attention and being mindful to your, your eating and your nutrition is going to allow you to be better in all the other areas of your life. Um, so l- let me give a quick example that I'm actually experiencing right now. Um, I do a lot of the insurance defense work for a large um, Fortune 500 firm. That, that company has asked me to do some, some modules just as, as like a, a manner of continuing learning. And, um, it's all focused on growth mindset and growth mindset is something that we talk about all the time with regards to nutrition coaching. But we also talk about growth mindset in the sense that we're, we're entrepreneurs, right? So you have to be growth oriented and you have to understand that you can have more successes. You can grow, you can learn simply by, by working at it. Um, and, and any, anybody who has an entrepreneurial mindset or an entrepreneurial bone in their body understands that, right? If you have a fixed mindset, you think, oh, this is this is my talent. This is what I'm given, you know, and I have to deal with that. But if you're growth mindset oriented, you understand that you can always learn and grow and, and pursue different endeavors. And, and 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 if you have that growth mindset and you're an entrepreneur, especially in now when we're dealing with, you know, the coronavirus stuff, you have the opportunity because there's a lot of chaos and chaos is always going to give rise to opportunity.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I 100% agree with all of that. I was actually just thinking uh, about just myself in this space and, and how many different things I dive into just to see if it's something that I like or something I don't like. But regardless, I like the journey of learning uh, about all the different things that I touch. And, and sometimes they're long term for me and sometimes they're short term. But it's always fun to dive in. And, and just that growth mindset has always kept me curious, kept me thinking Um, And I think uh, Tim Ferriss even said, uh, Tim Ferriss books, I think it was the four hour work week where he said, you know, basically you can become top 5% of anything in the world within six to 12 months if you really put yourself into it. And I think you've definitely been able to accomplish that even further than 5%, top 5% uh, with a lot of the things that you've done is because of that growth mindset.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, what's funny is I'm reading a book right now. It's called Range by David Epstein. And he talks about, so me personally, I have a great deal of range, but on very specific topics, I can go extremely deep too. And I think people who are, who have range are in a significantly better position to take advantage of chaos and to take advantage of new opportunities and to also realize what those opportunities may be.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So Derek, one question that I have actually got a, got a handful of questions. What was it like meeting The Rock on the Titan Games?
1: Yeah. Um, so DJ is is probably one of the most genuine people that I've ever met who has some celebrity status. And then I, I, I've had the opportunity to meet with him in person. He's genuine, right? His blood, sweat, respect mantra bleeds through everything that he does. And you could see this dude working the entire time we were on set. And then, you know, he's, he's also one of the best smack talkers in the world. So um, all those things kind of came to fruition in in all the interactions that I had with him. He's just a super dynamic, awesome individual. Um, And I think that's why he is as successful as he is. And um, I heard somebody say it the other day. They go, uh, The Rock is the Beyonce version to the dudes. And I was like, that's hilarious, right? Because, you know, everybody talks about Beyonce as Queen Bee and she's like this this paragon for, for females. And I think that DJ is that for guys. And I think it's uh, well warranted. And I think he's earned that status.
0: Yeah. And, and my favorite thing about him personally is just his journey and being able to basically evolve as a person, you know, and so I think it's just super cool. I think he is one of the high performers of the world and it just shows.
2: Absolutely. So Derek, what's one of the best, if not the best career advice
1: you've ever been given? Just action. Be about the action. No matter what it is, right? Um, So James Clear, who wrote the book Atomic Habits, talks about there's two types of thoughts, right? There's thoughts that kind of marinate in your head and that are ideas and that you, you mull over. And then there's the second type of thoughts, and those are thoughts that become actions. And you are never going to have any success off of type one thoughts. You're only going to have success off of type two thoughts. And the most success that you're going to have is those type two thoughts that you have consistent daily action with regards to, right? So, um, let's, let's use a fitness example. If I want to get in really good shape, it's not these huge Herculean workouts or like being super diligent one day with my, with my training and my nutrition, that's going to get me in shape. What's going to get me in shape is small, consistent habits that I can do day in and day out, right? Whether it be just hitting a protein goal from a nutrition standpoint and making sure that I get, you know, 10,000 steps or 30 minutes of healthy movement day in and day out, that's what's going to lead to the overall success. So so that's what I would say to people is figure out what, what you want to do, right? And it can be, you can use um, what's called like an agile framework, right? Where you figure out what you want to do and then you just, you try and do it once. And recognize that an attempt is always going to either give you a success or a lesson to learn so that you can make a better attempt the second time that you do it.
0: Yeah, awesome. And you had mentioned something there with, with, and we release a lot of podcasts to these students, to these young professionals. Um, and one of the things you had said is figure out what you want to do. And so the last podcast we actually had released is graduate school. Should you go to graduate school? I feel... Like there's some people out there that don't know what they want to do, but they still continue on with that education. Now, obviously you went to graduate school, you obtained your JD, you're an attorney, uh, counsel. Um, and so did you know for sure, hey, that's my path or what, what made you kind of go, go that route? And I'm just trying to tie this into a couple of podcasts that we've done mm-hmm. and just get your thoughts because you did go through that situation.
1: Yeah. You always have to do a cost benefit analysis um, and the goal should always remain the goal, but the, the path and how you get there. Um, is always going to change, right? So, you, you know, plans are great, but you have to have adaptive planning. You have to have the ability to recognize the environment and the situation that you're in and then make an adjustment. Um, for me, I, I got an MBA and it was almost accidental that I got it. Um, I finished up my undergraduate degree with a double major in three years and I didn't realize that I was going to finish when I did. Um, it was in the last semester. I was kind of looking at my credits and I was like, oh, wait, like if I take one more class, I can finish this double major and be done with my undergraduate. And then I knew that I wanted to go to law school. Well, I hadn't taken the LSAT. I hadn't studied for the LSAT. The LSAT date had passed, but I was presented with the opportunity to become a grad assistant coach and get my MBA virtually for free while I studied for the LSAT. So I entered a one-year MBA program, um, and then I-, I have the tendency to be very, very, very like high drive. So I finished a one-year MBA in nine months, and then I had a couple months off before I got to go to law school. And it was in that time that I took the LSAT. Um, so the goal was always the goal to go to law school, but within that framework, I, I found that I had the opportunity to also get an MBA, um, and, and and also I, you know, I got a terminal degree thereafter. Um, and it wasn't until after I got my law degree that I actually started to figure out, like, okay, the second phase of of, of my life has kind of started in a lot of ways because now i've done the educational aspect of life now i have to figure out that what do i actually want to do part of life
2: yeah yeah yeah, absolutely and i think everybody goes through that right like everybody whether it's you know you finish your your bachelor's degree in three years like you or six years like maybe me right it's like (laughs) or me yeah you, you go through these stages of like okay um i'm doing what i'm told i'm supposed to do right i'm going to the courses i'm finishing the homework and then now it's kind of on us to be like okay what the hell am i going to do what do i want to do and you obviously ventured out in a couple of things besides just the law side yep. so talk to us about that i mean you could start anywhere you can start with the fitness uh you can start with the fighting where did you pick up those extracurricular activities and then realize that you could start to make a career out of those
1: Yeah, I think for me, the fitness, the fighting, the TV stuff was always part of something I was already doing and something I was already interested in, right? So um, the fitness stuff, my parents owned a gymnastics gym. I've done gymnastics my whole life. My father was a professional high diver and also did uh, a lot of bodybuilding. So that was already part of something that I was already interested in. And it wasn't until I saw some of some of our buddies, some of our SEmo buddies, getting better results than I had ever gotten, and I was like, "Okay, there's more to this fitness stuff than I realized." And then I pursued it as 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 a personal passion, and it kind of um, it steamrolled into. Eventually, we opened up our own health and wellness, and we do a ton, 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 ton of coaching now. Um, and then the the MMA stuff that again was something that I had always had, you know, I did karate as a kid. I wrestled all throughout my life. Um, and I have done boxing and different stuff, but I fortuitously wound up right next to one of the best MMA gyms in the world, um, at Florida's MMA and coach safe Sod. So that was just another fortuitous circumstance, um, that allowed me to pursue that. And, um, you know, I currently stand undefeated professionally. Um, my brother Sean also is a professional fighter and has an, fantastic career um and my brother zeke is undefeated as an amateur fighter as well and then you know then we talk about the tv stuff and it's virtue of it's kind of like what i talked about earlier doing cool things allows you to do more cool things and if you're uninhibited and willing to take risks you're going to be presented with opportunities because people will recognize that right um and i view all the things that i've done as as they tie together because the characteristics or the values or the traits that allow you to do one thing allow you to do a lot of different things. And you just have to understand that you can have range without having to niche down. Because what I've always been told is like, oh, you have to pick one specific niche. And that's the only way that you're going to be like uber successful. And, and, and I was the opposite of that. I, I like to do a lot of different things and you know have a broad interest. And, and I don't like to just focus on one specific thing. Um, and finding success within a, a lot of different topics has, has been something that I've, I've pursued quite passionately. Absolutely.
2: yeah and I, I think that's a really good lesson because I think a lot of kids are told like one thing stick to one thing and just do that one thing right and uh, but in your case, it's like you uh, you know you finished the degree, you did the law thing you already knew about the health and fitness because you were ingrained in it from a from an early age right So then you started the coaching. Uh, and personal training and from there it branched out to okay I'm already into health and wellness I understand wrestling I understand karate I could get into MMA fighting yep and then also through the personal training you learn a lot of communication skills right you learn the psychology of people and you learn how to communicate in an effective way and through there it's like okay it seems just like a now that it's already going it seems like an easy transition to the tv side
1: right yep and you'll recognize that um, a lot of people who are on TV start in health and wellness because if you're in health and fitness and you're practicing what you preach, you should have kind of that aesthetic, right? You have the look that they're most people are looking to put on TV. So again, it's just a matter of a lot of the traits and characteristics of one thing will lead themselves to another thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I like what's so cool about what you've done is although you've done so many different things, you've been hyper focused in those areas and super good time management skills to get to the top of the game in each one of those. So just because, you know, you're doing a lot of different things, that doesn't mean you're all over the place. It means you're picking up something. You have that growth mindset. And to me, you're just super focused and you know how to level up fairly quickly.
1: Yeah. You know, what's funny is I was discussing this the other day. There's a guy, um, I think he's, he calls himself a sports psychologist. I don't know. He's, he's a genius. His name is Dr. Jim Afrimo. Um, and he does a lot of mental skills training. He works with like professionals, you know, the world over UFC athletes, NFL, NHL, MLB, you name it. And, um, we're talking about the subject of high performers, people who are extremely high performers, aren't necessarily on all the time. So it's not that hustle, grind, porn, 24-7, 365, I never take a break. It's when it's time to be on, I am all the way on. And then when it's time to just be me, I can turn it off and relax and just be a normal person and and get that recovery or that social time that I need to, to be a balanced, um, you know, well-versed human being. And I, and I think that's really important to, to, to talk to young business professionals about.
2: Absolutely. And I think especially in a time where it's like, you hear all this, you know, all these, uh, all these people talking about, you know, you got to grind, you got to work 80 hours a week. Uh, you can do that. But obviously, that cause burnout in a lot of people. I think the big takeaway from what you're talking about, and I've heard that too, is it's, it's what's called deep work, right? Like when you're into something, when you're working on something, whether it's your your own physical fitness, or whether it's the law stuff, it's like, make sure that you're doing that and doing that to the best of your ability as opposed to getting distracted and working on other things simultaneously. Right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think what you're talking about, that deep work is also going to leave you more fulfilled in many different aspects of your life, as opposed to feeling that burnout, like you're, you're burning the candle at both ends. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So how many, how many clients does Scott health and fitness currently have right now?
1: Um, it depends on how you want to consider a client. If you're talking about people that are just kind of within our base, somebody that we're writing nutrition or a program design for, we're probably at about 300 something right now. Um, if you're mm-hmm. talking about people that we intimately talk to on a day in, day out basis, that kind of has a higher premium and we put a significantly higher premium on that. Um, so we try and keep that number underneath 10 per coach. Um, yeah. And, but,
2: and so a follow up uh, on that. Just because I've got a very personal experience with this, uh, Derek was a uh, personal training coach of mine, and this is gonna gonna get serious for a second. Do you get pleasure out of almost making people throw up?
1: Yeah, because because here's the thing, and and I'll tell you why why I get so much pleasure out of it. Most people have self limited themselves in whatever capacity it may be, and the gym is a really good metaphor for life. Most people have limited themselves to like, okay, I think I can do, um, ten reps at 135 pounds. But what you don't realize is that. A, no, you don't. You got probably 12 to 15 reps in you. And then B, once you're done with those full reps, like a full pro- appropriate rep, there's partial rep ranges that you can do in different burnout things. And what you are capable of is significantly more than what you think you're capable of. Um, and and sometimes it takes those experiences, those I'm almost going to die experiences to really show, show that to yourself, to reveal that. And I'd and I say I'll tell, tell people all the time, I literally try and kill myself when I'm in the gym. And I have periods where I'm lightheaded. I have periods where my whole entire body hurts, you know, with, within reason. Um, and, and you know, But I'm trying to find that safely because it, it teaches me not just physically but also mentally that there's significantly more that I'm capable of. And, you know, I, I love that. I love showing people that. I love doing it myself. I love being around it. It's, it's infectious and if, um, you know, they, they talk about, I think it's Jim Rohn who talks about you are the accumulative of the five people you spend the most time with. If you're around people who are doing that frequently and you're seeing revelations all the time of like people are capable of way, way, way more, you level up so much faster, it's insane.
2: Oh, 100%, and yeah, that is a good Jim Rohn quote. Dan and I talk about it, it's the law of averages, right? Uh, you, you surround yourself with high achievers, you, you know, essentially are bound to become a high achiever. And I think that's a, the, the hard work you're talking about and wanting to kill yourself, I think that's a good, um, good example for any part of our life, right? When work gets hard, when a relationship gets hard, when anything gets hard, it's easy to stop, right? It's easy to stop after that set, once it gets hard. But I think we all know that where the growth comes in is when we push past that, Right. We dig a little deeper. Yeah. We go a little further. We get a couple extra reps in, right?
1: Yeah, we talk about intentional discomfort all the time, and we do a myriad of exercises to build intentional discomfort. Whether it be, you know cold ice baths or cold showers using the Wim Hof method, right? That's, that's something that's super popular nowadays. My mom and dad were just talking about how they're going to do it. And I'm like, great. You should build intentional discomfort into your life. Or literally the quote right behind me on my whiteboard says head toward danger, because that's the only way that we learn. And, um, or in, in mixed martial arts, when you are defending yourself, you should attack what's attacking you. And in all of those scenarios, you, you are going towards the uncomfortable in order to create growth, right? And you should do that all the time in yeah, everything. For sure.
0: And so one thing I want to ask you, and I didn't plan on asking this, but you had mentioned something and, and Matt and I were just talking about this. I think yesterday is uh, the law of averages, the five people you hang out with and you know how it's hard to maybe leave some people behind in order for you to grow. Have you ever had to experience anything like that? You don't have to name any names, obviously, but I'm just saying like, do you that circle, does it change over the course of the last five, 10, 15 years?
1: Yeah, but I think I would frame it differently. For me, it's not like I'm cutting you off because you're a bad person. It's more of, I would reframe it in the sense that I am, I'm chasing a bigger thing and you have to run at the same speed as I am to, to still be part of my circle. Um, and, and I have had many different friendships that, you know, I, I try and maintain every friendship I've ever had. If I've ever loved you as a friend, I still love you. And I tell my friends all the time that I love them. Um, and I'm not afraid to say that. But that being said, like, I have friends who are completely fine with, with not doing much, right? And, and not, not trying to chase their potential. Whereas for me, I'm literally trying to kill myself chasing my potential all the time. So that's just going to mean that the people around me are going to be very similar. So it's it's not so much a... I'm cutting people off, but more of I'm chasing people who I want to have more and stronger relationships with.
0: Yeah. And and with that, so I'm going to kind of parlay that into a question around, um, and, and I've heard this from, from other top influencers is you get to a point where the people that were in your life, maybe five years ago or so where they, they almost become haters, maybe. I don't know if that's the right word, but you're trying to accomplish your goals and they're giving you trouble for it? Have you ever experienced anything like
1: that? Um, You know what? I just view hate or criticism as a form of caring. Um, my, the biggest thing that I try and avoid is indifference, right? Because here's the thing, whether or not you hate me or you love me, you're still watching. Um, and it's good energy for me. So <laughs> I have a lot of people who are actually amazing friends and, and probably the closest people in my life are the ones who usually give me the most criticism or the sharpest or the best criticism. And, and rather than have some angst or same anxiety towards that, I, I try and focus on why I would have angst or anxiety and then use it as as a as a catalyst for change.
2: Yeah. And Derek, you seem like a, you've got a great mindset on this stuff, right? Like everything's everything's a good thing. Whether it's positive or negative, it's an opportunity for for you to learn. And that's something that I've always kind of gathered from you. So let's let's look into maybe one or two of the negatives that you've had in your past experience, right? Like what are let's name one of the biggest failures that you've ever had that ended up leading you to something great.
1: Um, I mean, let's talk about the Titan games. That's that's a pretty easy one to talk about, right? I if you watch the entire series outside the last one minute of the whole show, I look like I'm David, I slayed all the Goliaths and I'm and I'm the superhero. But that last minute I I, I fall short by, you know, less than fifty feet. As far as winning the Titan Games and being the first ever Titan champion, but the Titan Games and that that emotion, that feeling, and I can all oh, I can still feel it so so vividly has propelled me into so many different cool things. Right? Um, if if you look right now, there's billboards all over that have Ultimate Tag. Ultimate Tag is a show on Fox, and my face is right on the front of that billboard. And and that wouldn't have happened had the Titan Games not happened. Had that quote unquote failure. At the end, not not been there, um, or we can use a business standpoint. I've been turned down, or denied, or fired from jobs, and I probably have every. So uh, let me let me give some context here. In law school, you you apply for all these internships, you apply for all these legal positions, and the the legal profession is is very professional. So when they say you know we're not going to select you, or you're rejected, or you didn't get this position. They send you a really awesome letter. It's a really nice looking letter, but it basically says, you're not good enough for this position. We chose somebody else or whatever it may be. I still have every single one of those letters. And here's the other thing. I shoot a lot of shots. So I applied to everything that I thought I would ever be interested in. And there are a ton of those letters and they're sitting in my file cabinet right now. And I just use all that stuff as a learning or a motivating experience to propel me into something else.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So then what would you say if, you know, if you could go back, back in time, right? You're talking to 20, 21 year old Derek, just getting ready to graduate or just any kid that's in college right now or looking to make a career transition. What's one bit of advice that you would give for the, you know, the next decade of their life?
1: I would say shoot every shot that you want, every shot that looks good to you, shoot it. And then recognize that when you, when you don't make that shot that you've, you've learned. Um, and then the other thing that I would say as an as an addendum to that is that in today's contemporary society, everyone is available to you, right? Whether it be via a podcast, whether it be something that person has written, anybody who's of means has put out something, some 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 content that you can take in. Or if they haven't, a lot of the times you can get a hold of them you can develop personal relationships. So like when it comes to networking, like I talk to Dr. Berardi of precision nutrition all the time. I, I, you know, when I have a big life accomplishment, I email him and I, and I tell him about it and, and, you know, he couldn't celebrate me anymore possibly, or have been a better influence. And that guy is at the top of all nutrition coaching in the entire world and is absolutely brilliant. Or uh, let's talk about, you know, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, like that guy's amazing, right? And, and there's videos all over my social media where Dwayne the Rock Johnson is talking about Derek Scott is a beast, and so those. And you know who am I? I'm just a kid from the Midwest, but I never limited myself, so that's why I'm allowed to be next to and 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 interact with those types of people. And I think that anybody can do that. Whatever field that you want to pursue, pursue the the person at the very top and try and network with them, or or someone who's next to them.
2: Yep. Absolutely. You learned a lot from those people. Again, it's, it's all about leveling, leveling up, putting yourself in front of high achievers. That being said, um, obviously you own Scott Health and Fitness. Uh, I would say for anybody out there that's either new, intermediate, or really at any level that's looking for a coach, uh, a career coach, I would reach out to Derek. That being said, Derek, what's the best way to get a hold of you and your team?
1: Um, so I am Derek Aspen Scott, my full name on almost every single social media site. Um, I also am not afraid to give people my personal cell phone or my personal email. Um, I have people all the time text me. Um, what's funny is I did a, um, a charitable speaking engagement, um, with rainbows for kids. And one of those kids who we were doing backflips together and stuff, he texted me yesterday just to tell me that he got a new bike and was going for a bike ride. And it was awesome. It was one of the best starts of my day. Um, So I'm never shy about interacting with anyone who wants to interact with me. Um, Yeah. So please get hold of me, Derek Aspen, Scott.
2: Yeah. When we put the podcast up, we're going to go ahead and we'll put your email address. We'll put your website and we'll put your, uh, all of your handles on different social media. But, um, but yeah, I think that's all I have. Dan, you got anything else?
0: No, man. It's super fun to talk to you. I know that we ran into each other at Starbucks, you know, what, six months ago or so. And you know, I look up to you in a lot of ways just because you've been able to accomplish a lot. And I think it's really cool what you do. Um, So I'm just going to keep following you, man. And I appreciate the time.
1: Yeah, thank you. And, you know, I I put this in some of the show notes that I think I sent over to you guys. But like, my personal mantra is, is be your own superhero. And, and I think that all people should do that. You should put the superhero version of into your, your current situation and then ask what that person would do and then do that thing in your life.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and, um, and I know we're trying to wrap it up, but there was a really interesting, um, exercise basically that you can do to do that, where you basically list 10 things that you, that would make you the worst version of yourself and the 10 things that make you the best version of yourself and just like come up with like fake names for each of those. Like one's a hey, uh, piece of shit McGee or whatever, and the other one is Batman, and you just try to work towards all those Batman qualities. And uh, that was an interesting um, exercise that I've done a couple of times. It's helped me with with trying to do that. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Well, Derek, we appreciate it again, man. Keep being
2: your own superhero, and obviously, we'll be in touch. Yeah.
0: Thanks, man. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah.